This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Louisa Beck, a writer, reporter, and producer based out of Berlin, Germany. She's the creator and host of the Audible original Dear Poetry. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. Our last question uh, was a last minute swap because our previous last question was a little bit heavy. So it doesn't have a subject line, but I promise you uh, it will be so good it doesn't need one. My coworker and I are sleeping together. He's married and his wife has started occasionally visiting the office during work hours. I thought maybe she suspected something, but she says she got laid off from her job and likes to be around people during the day. She only met me as a random coworker, but she seems to have taken a real liking to me. For example, she seeks me out to chat, invites me to girls' lunch, complimented something work-related about me to my boss, which he mentioned in my performance review and raise meeting, brings baked goods that she spends her jobless days making, and talked my supervisor out of making me work late, etc. Seems like she thinks we're friends, and I feel awkward and uncomfortable for obvious reasons. I can't tell her the real reason I don't want to be friends, though. It doesn't seem like I have any good options. Keep making her believe we're friends while going behind her back with her husband, or be cold and rude to her to create distance when she would probably take it personally, or she might even start calling me a jerk to other people at the office when I can't explain myself. What should I do? This is what I like to call the Lucy Steele problem. (laughs) Do you remember Lucy Steele from Sense and Sensibility? Yes, of course. For anyone who hasn't spent the last couple of weeks listening to uh, old audiobooks, Lucy Steele. Which you uh, really should be doing, whatever else you're doing. Or, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, uh, this episode brought to you by Audible. Um, <laughs> she is a young lady who has contracted a secret engagement to Edward Ferrers, who uh, the sort of protagonist of the novel, uh, Eleanor Dashwood, has spent the beginning of the novel uh, developing uh, an attachment for. And uh, Lucy Steele shows up one day and just says, I've heard so much about you. You're great. By the way, uh, now that you and I are such good friends, I feel like I can confide in you. To which Eleanor is very much like, we are not good friends. I wish you wouldn't confide in me. And Lucy Steele does not choose to hear that and shares her engagement and, you know, is very clearly aware that Eleanor has a thing for Edward and doesn't necessarily know how far it's gone, but it's like, oh, we're going to be best friends and you're going to hate every second of it. I don't know how split you are between this and the other possibility, which is that your coworker and his wife are kind of like angling for a threesome or a thruple and they are going about (laughs) it in like a really fucked up kind of way. But I feel like those are the only two options here is one, she knows. I don't know how explicitly she knows that she knows, but she knows and that's why she's singling you out. And two, this is their roundabout way of trying to get you to have a threesome with them, which is also weird, but maybe weird in a way that requires a different kind of handling. Do you think there is a third option? Also, what kind of office do you think this is where people's wives just show up and (laughs) hang out all day and like talk to their supervisors and bring around baked, like, is this like any workplace you've ever been at? 
Oh my God. I was trying to imagine it. I mean, is it like, are they, do they have like a hub at Starbucks? <laughs> like it's very, it's a very strange setup. It is funny that, you know, this line really stood out to me. It doesn't seem like I have any good options. To which I just thought, you know, you you definitely have options. I mean, there are def there are the two that you mentioned, but then there's also, yeah, there's there's the third one, um, which is maybe a very boring one, which is just to be honest and say what's going on, or at least be honest oh, with Oh, that's a chaotic answer. I didn't expect <laughs> that. You think say, hey, by the way, I'm fucking your husband, leave me alone. That's the I think it I think it might need to I think it might need to go through the husband, you know, talking with with him about it and also saying, hey, you know, be honest with your wife. But yeah, I I think it's a it's a very strange sort of triangular situation. I, I honestly I hadn't thought about the threesome option before that that may be what's going on. Um, I mean, if someone's making me muffins and calling me bestie and I'm sleeping with their partner. I assume they're angling for a threesome, but maybe that's just me and my depraved lifestyle. It, yeah. But she, she either loves you or she hates you. She either really <laughs> wants to have sex with you and she knows it, or she really wants to have hate sex with you and doesn't really realize <laughs> it yet, or she just hates you. I guess those are the three options. And then those could flip too, right? Hate might turn into love and love might turn into hate. There's, there's a lot of possibility. Yeah, I think to be safe, you should propose a threesome. I realize that, that is a maximally messy suggestion and, you know, you don't mention whether or not you're kind of into her, but I don't know. Consider it. Consider the possibility that it might be fun. Maybe even at the office because the yeah. office seems to be a very porous, <laughs> open place. Yeah. Like there's no rules there, clearly. Just be like, well, there's a storage closet nearby. You guys want to go for it? Um, okay. So maximally chaotic, propose a threesome. Um, middle of the road, talk to your coworker slash uh, lover. And you could, I think if you were to go that route, my advice would probably be something more along the lines of like, hey, you've probably noticed that your wife is like trying to get on my good side all the time. I find that really weird. Can you get her to back off and like leave it to him to choose the method? Like, uh, you know, again, because it's, it's more his problem than yours. And presumably he also has an interest in not encouraging a bestie's friendship to spring up between the two of you. Again, unless it is the, you know, threesome thing, at which point he'll probably say like, oh, I was actually hoping you'd really like her because, um, in which case you can accept or decline as you like. Um, or I don't know really if you have to be like cold and rude to her. You can just, you can always just say, I've got to get back to work. I feel like that's a kind right. of magic phrase because if someone gets mad at you for going back to work, at your place of work, there's a limit to how, you know what, I, like, it's not like she can go to your supervisor and be like, hey, tell her to stop working so much and hang out with me. Like, she's not supposed to be there. Uh, and so if she did go, over, like, I, I I don't know, again, you, you seem like you have a kind of weird workplace. Maybe everyone there is just like very difficult for me to understand. But I have to say, if I was at even a slightly weird workplace and this woman who had just started showing up recently but didn't work there was like, knocking on my cubicle wall and saying, hey, you ever notice how Samantha's always working now and not hanging out with me and my muffins? I'd be like, who the hell are you? Why are you trying to gossip with me about one of my coworkers? I don't know you. Go home. Uh, I, I, totally. I, I think her ability to like blacken your name among your colleagues, if it's just about 
you not having free time to go to girls lunch with her anymore is limited. My guess there is some of the underlying fear is like, if I say no to hanging out, she will intuit or reveal that she knows I'm sleeping with her husband. And then she's going to go around telling everyone I'm sleeping with her husband. Again, a bummer, but like, what's the other alternative? Become her best friend for the rest of your life so she doesn't talk shit about you? That's not sustainable. Um, And and more often than not, if at a workplace someone's like, wow, these two people are having an affair, more people are going to be like, that's crazy. You're a little dramatic. And then move on with their day rather than like spend the rest of their lives thinking like you violated the sanctity of marriage in unheard of ways. I'll never forgive you. You know, like I just think there's a limit to how juicy that gossip's really going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, another sort of strange thing that um, I noticed about how she described her or how they described their workplace is that they said that the wife basically talking to her boss led to a performance review, like a positive performance review um, and sort of compliments in the meetings. So there also seems to be something about this relationship to the wife that is sort of benefiting her or the letter writer's own performance, which also seemed seemed odd to me. Um, I just wondered what that was, what that relationship was. And if part of the fear is, like like you said, what are the repercussions going to be at work, whether that's maybe the, the biggest fear um, that this letter writer has. Right, right. And I don't know, like part of me was like, is this like a restaurant where like when she comes by, she's like ostensibly a customer. And therefore, if she says like to your boss, like, oh, letter writer was like super attentive and prompt with my meal today, you know, then he'd be like, wow, great. Like she said this in her capacity as a customer. Or if it's one of those like weird, slightly informal, slightly incestuous family companies that a lot of people like just hang out at all day or get like weird um, triangulated relationships with. I mean, again, like this definitely struck me as like a pretty extreme situation, but I've certainly worked at some weird restaurants and been at some weird workplaces where like, I don't know, I once worked at a writing center where my boss like came into work and cried almost every day and then got really mad at us. Oh man. Mostly because we had seen her cry and she felt embarrassed. And so then she would find ways to like punish us. It was incredibly dysfunctional and she would not infrequently bring like weird friends of hers around and be like, I don't know why this lady's here today. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, stuff like this happens all the time. Where so, you're like, I, I I would like some professional distance right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe also start looking for another job uh, in some of your spare time because there's probably not going to be a great graceful exit. Like eventually either it's all going to come out or you and your coworker are going to break up messily and things are going to get really uncomfortable even more than they already are. So uh, I would say lean on. Oh, great to see you. Got to get back to work. Somebody says, she says you're being cold. You can say I'm not being cold. I'm at work. Just have that be your refrain. <laughs> you know, it's like how when like, you know, if you get pulled over by the cops, all you have to ask is like, am I being detained? You don't say anything else. Uh, just <laughs> treat her like the cops and keep saying, got to get back to work. Am I being detained? <laughs> yes. Yes. Just keep repeating that line and put your head down and and keep working. Yeah. But if you do decide to go for it and just say, by the way, I'm fucking your husband, please write back and let us know how that goes. Because <laughs> yes. I would be desperate to hear about the fallout. Especially given this type of work situation, it, it, will, be, it will be very interesting to, to read. 
Yeah. And if anybody has had a successful affair with a coworker that they want to brag about and say, it could have blown up in my face, but didn't, also please write in because I would really, really love to hear those details because I miss gossip. And I haven't had very much good gossip in the last couple of years because everybody I know has mostly been at home. (laughs) Yes. Yes, me too. I would love to hear this. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with the guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form, or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening. 